Welcome back into the Great Scott Show, sponsored by Suit Up. Happy to have you guys with me this morning and happy to be joined now by the head coach of the Rage Cajun Women's Basketball Team, Gary Broadhead. Good morning, Coach. We were uh, we we're waiting last night to see who you guys' opponent would be. It, it took a little while, but you finally learned it was Colorado. And uh, when we got a chance to talk to you, you had only been able to kind of process it for a couple of minutes because you had just found out. Now that you've had a night to sleep on it, assuming you slept a little last night, how are you feeling about your opponent uh, this Friday in the WNIT? Well, you know, I think they're pretty tough. You know, uh, after I got off the Zoom with y'all, I actually started breaking down film and looking at them. And, I mean, they got a lot of size, good guard play. I mean, just all-around team, you know, play a little bit of zone play, man. But, you know, they had some big wins during the year. And uh, I tell you, it's going to be tough. You know, they they can shoot it from out, and they got bigs on the inside. They can score it, uh, fairly athletic. Uh, So, I mean, it's going to be a tough matchup, you know, just uh, coming out of – coming out of uh, their season and how well they played, you know, uh, five kids over six, three. And so, you know, it kind of poses us a little bit of problem on the rebounding side, but yeah, watch film on them uh, against Washington and Washington state. And, you know, that, that, uh, that yeah, West coast type basketballs, you know, they got, they got length, you know, and they can shoot it, man. Very, very fundamental team. Um. When you're playing a team, like you said, a team with that much size, five players, 6'3 or taller, um, and, and the rebounding aspect of that, they averaged, I think, 37 boards a game this year, three more than their opponents. What's the what's the biggest key in a game like that? I know there's, I know it's a little bit deeper than just, well, you got to do this better. But on the surface, when you're playing a team that just has more size, what's the number one key in your mind? Well, you know, it's, you got to find a way to make the game the full court. You know, keep them away from the, the you know, the goal. You know, it's just keeping them away from the rim and lane line drives and all that. But I think the big thing for us is, you know, watching Washington play them. They press them, and you know, they, they which keeps the bigs, you know, away from in the lane. And you know, you get you get to you get to put pressure and try to turn them over and maybe make them play a little bit faster than they want to. Um, I think that's going to be one of the keys, and then you got to be able to block out. You know, uh, height is only so good as is if uh, they can out jump you and get in, out position you. So I think that's one of the things that we've been working on all year is making sure that we're in as good a position after we make a stop to be able to block out and and rebound. And that's always a tough thing. You know, you got to do it all game against a team like that because they'll take advantage of those second chance points. And uh, but. Uh, yeah, it, it poses a problem, you know, but at the same time, you know, our dribble drives and all our things that we do can, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we can get in the lane, call some fouls and get to the free throw line. So, it's, you know, it kind of works hand in hand, you know. We've got a little bit more speed maybe than they do, and we just got to try to utilize that as best we can. Good stuff. Gary Broadhead, our guest. So getting an opportunity to, to continue playing here in the WNIT, what does it mean for a, a program like UL? I think it's big, you know, as you know, a, a lot of people, as you know, when we went to WBI, we had only been into, um, they had been in the NCAA tournament once and played one game and, you know, exposure. But at the same time, you know, to continue to play helps to build your program, I think, you know. I mean, if we, normally we would be finishing, just go on and recruiting and then give the kids off a couple of weeks and then come back in the spring and start working on individual workouts but this is a team thing you know we get we get to complete compete as a team 
at a different level, you know. And you're looking at some really good teams. Uh, not only the exposure, but the ability to be able to practice and to, to get a few more games. Hopefully, you know, we'll guarantee two more games. And I think it's big for your program. I think, uh, you know, the youngsters are going to have, you know, the young kids and all that are going to have an opportunity to, you know, to kind of, to kind of find out what it is to be in postseason and get that experience. And I think that experience carries over into the next year. So I think those are the, the big things. Uh, you know, you look at, I look at a lot of teams that play postseason and the next year you always notice uh, that their team starts off and it, 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 I mean, they usually have a pretty good season, you know, uh, depending on what's returning. But I think for us as, you know, as, as a, a program that's still working on building uh, and and building to get better, this opportunity is big for us. I really do believe it's big for the kids and it's big for our, you know, for our for our program. ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. Well, I, I know it's like you said, it's big. Where where is the excitement level? Once has there been enough time since the the loss in the conference championship game? And and you know, I think the natural disappointment. You guys had a goal to win the the tournament and, and punch your ticket to the NCAA tournament. That time between last week and yesterday, how much time has your team and yourself, Gary, been able to – I guess my question is at what point were you able to say, okay, I'm going to flush that because we got we still got business to take care of and we have a new goal in, in mind? You know, I think it. You know, right after the game we were really disappointed and we had an opportunity to, to kind of take a break, you know, uh, this past week and you know, our weekend and just trying to – uh, process it all, and I think our kids are resilient, man. Kids are resilient these days, and and the way they reacted yesterday when we did our shoot around and all that, and I mean, uh, I mean, every kid walked out. We did a lot of individual stuff yesterday. Every kid walked out there and it was drenching sweat, and 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 that attitude of hey, we got to work. This is what we need to do. We, we're we're very good at learning when we make mistakes to correct them. And, uh, and so, you know, in that game, we, you know, we kind of got away a little bit from the game plan during, during certain times and you can't do that against Troy. And, uh, I think they realized it, but then they, they also realized that we can correct it, you know, and I really like, I mean, I thought we shot the ball extremely well, uh, yesterday as a group. And, you know, it's exciting to see everyone, um, all 14 of them came in and really worked hard and, I think they're ready, you know, they're excited about the opportunity that, you know, they, they can continue to play, you know, and, you know, with all this COVID and COVID stuff that we had, uh, it's been tough. And, you know, to have the opportunity that, that we had once we, you know, once we got started in the season, especially in the conference season and never really missed a beat, uh, from once we started and continuing on. So I, I think they're really, really excited. I think there's a, a big improvement on this team. You know, I think there's a lot of growth and, you know, even the kids, you know, the seniors that, that, that move on, you know, they, they're learning lessons and on and on, you know, just things. Uh, and, and, and at the same time, they're very proud of them that they're taking care of their academics. You know, they're able to balance a lot of things. And I think that's part of life is we learn how to balance as an athlete, as coaches, we learn how to balance things, you know, and a lot of things are thrown your way, good and bad. And, uh, I, you know, just proud of the fact that uh, they're able to do that and able to teach the younger kids. Uh, I'm very proud of the seniors and the things they've brought to our program and, you know, are brought to the community, you know, through community service and everything we do. But I think they're, you know, I think uh, 
you know, we might have failed a little bit in that game and not did what, some of the things that we needed, but I think we're failing forward. And I think that's the b- biggest thing, you know. There are going to be negatives in your life. you got to use them, and, and uh, you're going to have struggles in your life, and those struggles will lead to success. And so we're, we're looking to try to make a run in the tournament. It's going to be tough against Colorado, though. I mean, they really, really are good. Uh, but that's what you want, I think. I think you want to get in this tournament and show these kids, hey, they got good teams around America, different style of basketball. You know, I always say there's a thousand different ways to play it, and they're all good. You know, you just got to kind of find your way. And so we'll see how ours, our way matches up with Colorado's way. Coach Gary Broadhead, Rage Kid, wins basketball coach. Our guest, the uh, as Gary said, every team in the WNIT is guaranteed a minimum of two games now, there's no formal seeding in the WNIT, so Louisiana is taking on Colorado uh, this Friday, 2 p.m., uh, right here on ESPN 14-21-45 pregame. And then from there, it's it's a matter of, uh, you know, if you win, you take on the winner of UT Martin, Nebraska, on Saturday. If you guys come up short, you'll take on the loser of UT Martin, Nebraska. They got a little consolation bracket and then the winner on Saturday in, in either one, whether it be the consolation bracket or the semifinal of that regional, will then play on Monday. So, look, I know your goal is to be playing the next couple of weekends. Uh, going into a postseason tournament where you know you at least have more than one game to play, does it change your approach in any way at all? Yeah, I think it does, you know, because, I mean, a single elimination, you know, you're always worried about the next and, I mean, you're worried about what you you got to get by it, you know. I think kids respond really well to that. Now, double elimination, you don't want to start to look ahead, but we have to, you know. We'll we'll scout UT and, and Nebraska also. I have one of, you know, each of my assistants on those scouts, and, you know, because, I mean, that's, you know, win or lose, we'll, we'll get one of those and one of those teams. So, yeah, I mean, it's a different approach. You know, you, you, you have to kind of look ahead a little bit and, and, and prepare because it's a quick turnaround, and then you're going to have another quick turnaround. So, you, you know, you're always trying to stay ahead of it, you know. And I think this was a difficult one. Uh, I think the NCA, you know, announcing theirs earlier, and you know, you could, and they, and and I think theirs start on the 21st, so you have a little bit more time to prepare. This was pretty quick turnaround, and uh, but you know, it's uh, it's just part of it, you know. When you when you go to a conference tournament, which I love, you've already probably played most of the teams already. Uh, I've seen them. This is, I mean, I haven't seen Colorado. I've I've watched a game or two of them, but never thinking that we would play them, you know. And honestly, I thought they would be in the NCAA tournament. They were that good, uh, you know, through the middle of the season. And, you know, so, but, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a quick turnaround. And, you know, I think it's a great lesson for the young kids, too, is how important it is. Uh, to prepare, you know, how are we going to prepare? And a lot of things, Scott, that we do is prepare our, you know, for what we do. You know, we'll we'll look at some of their offenses, which we already did. I mean, they play some two-three zone. They play some man. I've, I've you know watched a couple of games last night, so you know they're pretty basic and they're just long and and uh, and and they're very very fundamental. They can shoot it, you know, so which causes a problem that inside-out game. How? how uh... What's the frustration level, Gary? I know it's it's beyond your control, but being that 15 years ago, you know, the Sun Belt could get two teams in, and now, you know, despite a 15-game winning streak and a regular season conference championship, I, I think everyone knew that you weren't going to be able to get into the NCAA tournament as an at-large. You were going to have to win the, the conference tournament to punch your ticket. You know, how, how – 
where is the frustration level for you? Is there frustration knowing that currently the way the, the Sun Belt is set up, it's just in college hoops for that matter, both I think men and women's hoops, is just set up that in the last 15 years, almost to the point where it's, I don't, I won't use the word impossible, but to be in a, in a, in a group of five or a mid-major and be in at large bid is, uh, the, the odds are, are overwhelmingly not in your favor. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not really frustrated. I just want to try to find a way, you know. And I thought our I thought our conference uh, coaches uh, this year in the Sun Belt really at the spring meetings uh, this past year, we or the last two years, we've been talking about how it was done before, which I know it's a little different, you know. I think the selection committee looks at the Power Five more than anything else, but I, I think it's uh, I think what they did back then is. Is is they played 16 games and they didn't beat up on each other in the conference like we were doing. You know, we follow the men so much on our side. You know, I mean, from the conference, and I I don't think we're made uh, 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 our our programs, our women's programs, and some aren't made like the men's. I I think it's a completely different situation, and I think at that time when they were playing 16 games and not beating up on each other, it gave them an opportunity to go and play Oklahoma, all these LSU. It gave you more games away from the conference that you had an opportunity like Little Rock beating Oklahoma and and some of these teams to where they could get in. When UL got in, they got an 11th seed. They didn't win the conference. They didn't win the conference tournament. They ended up, you know, losing to Middle Tennessee, and Middle Tennessee was ranked 13th in the country. And it, you know, it got them in, and it was an 11th seed at large, you know. So they were doing the right things for the women's program. I think that's the biggest thing. And we made that adjustment this year. This year we were going to only play 16 games instead of the 20 like the men wanted. I think they went down to 18. And I understand the men, it's harder scheduling and all that. For us, it's not as hard to schedule. You know, I think it's easier to schedule. Now you got to go on the road, but that's the same thing. If you beat a good team, you know, you know beat somebody in the SEC on the road, that committee's going to look at that. You know, and that's what you have to be able to do. You have to have those kind of wins. And I think if we could create that type of uh, scheduling, you've got a better chance of the committee looking at you and saying, "Oh, well, yeah, that's a big win against a." you know, a, a, a team from a great conference. And I think that that's we have to change to be able to fit that. And we did. And then, you know, with all of the changes we had to make uh, because of COVID, uh, we, you know, it, it changed everything, you know, having to play the sides and all that. But I think we're in the right we're, – we're heading in the right direction. It's just going to take a little bit of time, too. You know, we're going to have to get better at scheduling, too, you know. And I thought this year we did. Man, we had A&M. We had LSU. We had Houston. We had we had some teams that are in postseason play right now that we were going to play, you know. And man, it's when you can get them at home. Like next year, we'll have LSU at home, and if you can get them to come home, you got a better chance, you know, of getting those wins and stuff like that. So you, you got it, It's it's about scheduling, and I think we're doing the right thing. I, I love our our coaches in the Sun Belt and and how they're thinking that hey, we want to try to get two in. What's the best way to do it? And I think we're heading the right direction. Gary Broadhead, our guest, ESPN1420.com, Louisiana Raging Cajun women's basketball coach. His team preparing for the WNIT. They'll take on Colorado this Friday, guaranteed at least 
Two games in the WNIT. You can read the details on that over at ESPN1420.com. But, uh, Gary, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for uh, joining us on the program throughout the season. Uh, good luck in Memphis. And uh, my final question I asked you about the keys to a, a matchup with a team like Colorado that has so much size. What's the key in your mind to winning a, a tournament-style um you know, in this case, I know it's two games and three days potentially, and then if you're really successful, you'll play again the next week. But what's the key in your mind to winning, uh, you know, a number of games in a short amount of time like you have to do in a tournament? What's the mindset got to be? Well, you know, I think that's the thing. I think you're, you're exactly right. It's, a, it's all about the mindset. Can you mentally get through a, a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, they're going to be some runs, you know. Can you can you mentally make stops? And, I mean, that's, our, I mean, that's kind of what we – we focus on all the time anyway is, is we're not, uh, you, you know, we're, I guess we're not that fan friendly team where we're going to score a bunch of points and all that. It's all about making stops and, and creating uh, turnovers and that those turnovers creating offense out of that. So I think those are going to be the thing. Can we be consistent at it? And can we mentally fight through some of their, you know, their runs? Cause you, you can tell you know they, they'll go on runs. They can really shoot it and, and uh, I think as a coaching staff, we got to do. I got to do a little bit better job of utilizing the timeouts. And I think we have the numbers that we can rotate people in and out, so where we can press and run. So it's going to be: uh, can we stay focused and not turn it over? To you know, we've been doing a good job of not turning it over, and we got to continue to do that. So I think it'll be a big thing. And in rebounding, if we can keep them off the boards, I feel pretty good about uh, getting some wins. Gary, I appreciate it, man. I know you guys take off uh, Wednesday from Memphis and then go through COVID testing. You told us last night all your rounds of tests uh, yesterday all came back fine. So right now you guys are in good shape and um, safe travels. Best of luck, and we look forward to airing the games on our uh, on our airwaves. I appreciate it, Scott. Thank you so much. Go Cajuns. All right, that is Razor Cajun. Women's basketball coach Gary Broadhead. Always appreciate him coming on the show. And uh, talking some hoops. It's going to be a challenge against Colorado, but uh, this is a team that's been up for the challenge this year. Won 15 games in a row before falling in a, a tight one against Troy in the conference championship game, and now they've got the Buffaloes. Someone asked, um, you know, can you catch this game on TV? I think it's on Flow Hoops, which is a streaming service, but you can definitely catch them on the radio, as we'll be airing them here on ESPN 1420. Don't go anywhere. Jay Walker, my old friend who joins me on Tuesdays at 8 a.m., will be in next. Talk about a number of things. The bracket. Do you rip it up? Do you fill it out? App State, a 16 seed. Sheesh. In a play-in game. I'm sorry, a first four game. We'll talk more about the Cajun women, the uh, UL Diamond Sports LSU's odds in the NCAA tournament. Can Will Wade and his team as an eighth seed possibly get to the second round and upset Michigan? Jameis, Taysom, or Tamus? Plus, Terrible Tune Tuesday. It's the Great Scott Show sponsored by Suit Up. Don't cry. It's ESPN1420 and.com.